Did you know Echoplex has a 24-hour stream? That's right. Check out our 24-7 music stream at echoplexmedia.com live or at eplex.xyz. Our huge self-submitted local music library plays the best tunes the Bay Area has to offer, ad and commercial free, well, except for ours, and even by request. Check out the player on echoplexmedia.com or at eplex.xyz. Bookmark it and enjoy it all day. The internet is a big dumpster. Don't forget to follow us on social media for beautiful food and inspiration. Everybody, welcome to Local Love. It's Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Unless you're listening to the podcast, then it is any time of day, and that's okay with me as long as you're listening. I am Chip DeVille, and we do this show every 
Tuesday from 9 to 10 and sometimes later. Uh, and tonight we've got a special guest. We've got Vague Lanes in the studio. So we've got uh, we've got Mike and we've got... Oh, hell. This is, this is interview gold. Ethel. <laughs> <laughs> it is an unusual name, yes. It, yeah. Oh. It starts with a, it starts with a B. Oh, Badger. Badger. There we go. Badger, I was going to say yes. like I'm glad you Grumble or something. I'm like, "No." <laughs> oh, damn it. But yeah. All right. Badger and Mike. Badger and Mike. I walked into the studio earlier. I was like, "Which one's which?" and they had to point themselves out. But we're here. We are live. You can give the show a call 415-903-PLEX, but we probably won't see the phones go off. So, <laughs> you can always join the chat and you can go live to our Twitch, twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. Uh, it's the most fun way to interact with the show. You can see what's going on. You can shoot the shit with everybody else. And it's just a grand old time. But yeah, how are you guys doing tonight? Thank you for coming. Good, yeah. Doing Thanks well. for having us. Yeah, oh, appreciate man. it. Glad, glad, glad to hear that people are sending in their music. This whole, this whole project wouldn't be done without the musicians that send in their music. Uh so nice. it's we're we're six years running and we're not gonna stop yet. Well, I, <laughs> I think it's really cool that you're doing this show. Oh yeah, supporting sure. local bands in the Bay Area is it's it's needed. It's a it's an uphill battle, but uh, thank you to producer Dave for putting all this shit together. Really, uh, man. So how long have you guys been together? Not long, actually. Okay. Well, a little over the, a year. Yeah, well, I think our first rehearsal was probably just about a year ago. Oh, no shit. So yeah, it was yeah. like kind of a COVID project? <sighs> yes, no. No. I, well, <laughs> I guess I did I did write a couple of the initial songs during that period, but um, I, I wrote a few things around then, and I thought that they would, you know, I've known Badger a long time, but never mm -hmm. actually played music with him. We we tried to jam once or twice or anything. It was just kind of like, I think we were too busy with their other projects and things like that. So uh, I just wrote a couple of tracks and sent them to him. And I'm like, what do you think? You think we can do this? And he said, yeah. And then I just I think kinda, I said, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just snowballed. It was kind of, uh, and it it works because there's a little bit of, shorthand on the on the style of music we yeah. both know how to play dark wave post-punk kind of stuff pretty seamlessly so it's uh it it it's working out so yeah a year maybe that's what's up yeah mm -hmm. now being a duo do you find that it's easier like with the whole production process and like kind of coming up with ideas and bouncing shit off of each other yeah just because it's like instead of having like argue with like you know two other members maybe you know yeah yeah like yeah. Do, do you do you find that it's like easier on the whole collaborative process Oh, for sure, for sure. And uh, we played a show last Wednesday, mm -hmm. and somebody was like, "You know, it would be awesome if you guys had a live drummer." And I was like, "No, no <laughs> more, no more, no more. That's, a, that's no more people, person. no more people." <laughs> you ever met a drummer? Yeah, <laughs> no, I was, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, somebody just like you're trying to write, and they're just goofing around. But it, you know, we just recently worked to fleshed out a track, and it. Um, that we had it we kind of like shelved it for a while and it mm -hmm. actually you know just kind of talking it over working it out it, it comes together pretty fast because it's we're you know just able to converse with each other oh, and yeah. there's not a whole team of people you know definitely and i think yeah. it helps too that 
it it seems like we both have like a, a definite idea in our heads of how we want our stuff in general to sound like yeah so we have that songwriting shorthand going for us yeah. as well um you know we have very different tastes in music but we also have a lot of overlap and okay. that overlap coming together is really where yeah vague lanes exists in its in its little pocket um there's definitely i think we both know that vague lanes has a there's there's a param there's parameters there right? right it's like we're we're doing this type of music because we've we've both played lots of different types of music but this one is what it is you know yeah and to answer your question, to have a third or a fourth entity being involved in the songwriting process, I think it would just shift things too much. So it is to our benefit that it is just the, the two of us. The focus would be lost for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, maybe it's selfish to not have another member, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, when when it. when most clubs are like paying you like you know maybe like a couple hundred bucks and a couple of drink tickets, you know, like it's easier to split between two people. Yeah, you're right. No, <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think we also uh, got lucky insofar as like you established start the 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 core sound pretty early on, and our songwriting as we began to work together with for new material. Um, and and feel each other out songwriting wise that it it really works. It's just like an extension we... of the original things. Although you've you've brought um, you've brought like a different bass town a uh, bass sound and kind of uh, more fullness to it because everything was a little kind of more narrow before. There's like you you're you know and you've brought you've brought in uh, different arrangements for the songs. So it's definitely like you know I didn't want this to be like. Oh, those were my songs. This is rigid, right. you know. It, it, you know, we're we're, we're making it work. And it's but, fun. I mean, that and that's the. I think that's the main, the main thing for me is like I'm yes. having a good time doing it. That's awesome, man. I love hearing that. Well, if there was a first song that we could play for our audience, uh, so we could get them kind of introduced to your sound, what do you think we should uh, kick it off with? Oh, Putting yeah. you on the spot here. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and hydrophobic. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering how you how you pronounce and hydrophobic, that. Hydrophobic, yes. Yeah, no, I'm dyslexic, so so it just looks like a bunch of letters to me, but that's cool. It's, it's Mike's fault. And hydro, no, it's all good. And hydrophobic <laughs> by a special guest, Vague Lanes. Stay tuned. Share the stream. We'll be right back after this song here. And hydrophobic. <laughs>
We're back. That was an anhydrophobic. <laughs> Andro oh god damn. Anhydrophobic. Yeah, Andro Andro anhydrophobic. Again. Yes. Horrible broadcasting skills right now. <laughs> My God. Wow. All right. So first of all, the name. What is the name? Anhydrophobic? Yes. Is uh fear of corks. Huh. Corks? Yes. Uh cork is a uh a hydrophobic substance. It it's um it's the the song is about alcoholism, really. Uh -huh. I mean, so it's you know that's why I tried to do a little more tongue in cheek name for the whole thing. I see, I see. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I definitely dig the sound. Now, who does what? Badger plays bass. Okay, I do. He plays the four string bass. Nice. I play the six string bass. Okay, and uh, I'll do the programming and some of the synths, and I'm also the singer. Dude, that's awesome! Right on. What does like the live show look like? Like, like, like. Yeah, uh, we have a laptop. We we started with the uh, Lenovo laptop, and we were calling him Leonard Novo. <laughs> and uh, if you look at our Bandcamp, uh, that's he's still there as doing drums and synths. That's but awesome. We've, we've since we've since got rid of him. Right now we have Len Junior. <laughs> yeah, we have a we have a laptop, and uh, it's just the laptop and the two of us. That's awesome. We just rip it up. That's badass. Nice and nice and nice and quick style. Yeah, uh, I think we'd want to expand our stage setup a little bit as far as like lights and banners. More and smoke, stuff, but more, more smoke. smoke. Yeah, more you smoke. never have enough. They never get the opening band a lot of smoke. It's just like a little bit, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to bring your own shit. Like you're, right, you're I, right. I work as a DJ, and like there's this one venue. They have a bunch of stage lights, but I still bring like a dozen of my own. Yeah, just just because I want to, you know, pack that little extra punch, you know. So. Like sure. I, I totally I get that, you know? And and cheers to a band that brings their own fog machines. I, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'll Craigslist one and just yeah. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you guys got any shows coming up? No, potentially in October. We just played one last Wednesday with traders from Toronto. Nice. They were on the tour and we played at the elbow room in Oakland. Oh, mm -hmm. I love that place. Yeah, it's a nice nice spot. That's what's up. Good you sound there. So are you guys East Bay cats or which part of the Bay Area? Yeah, yeah, we're we're both. We actually both live in Alameda. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. Island guys, right yeah. on. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, so then, and then I I was reading your bio earlier. So you guys have like other other projects that you were are those like previous projects? Or do you guys got like multiple bands kind of going so, on? Some are yeah, some are previous. Um, Gridlock was previous for me. Um, here we burn. Here we burn was well, yeah. After the apex, their previous, yeah. Um, I have a act a couple of like semi-active ones um, that I just do on my own. Cool. Um, Drift and Bit Crush. Um, but right now I'm you know pretty much focusing on this. When I first read the bios, I was like, are these nicknames? Because like I already saw that your name was Badger, and I'm like, <laughs> damn, how many nicknames does this guy have? Shit. <laughs> None. That is my real name. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't have any other music projects besides this one. Um, I don't really like the idea of trying to split my energy between multiple music projects. I'd I rather like be able to devote my energy 100% into one. Yeah. Um, and to to have more than one for just for me is to kind of dilute the energy and the creative drive. And I don't want to do that. No, I, I get that plow it all into vague lanes so yeah what is uh where did the name of uh, vague lanes come from for the band <laughs> yeah i'm not really not sure i just uh <laughs> something that i came up with that could be anything 
I like that. You know, we could uh, we could end up being a you know a doom metal band in five years time. It just it doesn't. It doesn't have a... Our name doesn't define our music. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah bro. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. No, it's it's vague. Yes. No, that's yeah. cool. It's ambig- ambiguous. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Like, yes. That, that's definitely important, I think. And, you know, that. it does It does also have, because of the lanes and the driving part, it has like a moving forward kind mm. of, you know. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> so then, since I you thought got, that sounded good, but no. yeah, no, it's not sure. Like, since you guys are both out, and like, I've I've been I've talked to a lot of bands that like they'll use like digital means of like you know sending ideas back and forth or whatever. Like, since you guys are both in the East Bay, is it easier for you to just get together and collaborate and like have like a set band practice day? Or yeah, we yeah. actually practice twice a week. Yep. Um and that's where all the song. Well, I would say most of the songwriting happens as okay. well as you know just getting ready for shows. Um, but there've been occasions where either one of us have come up with something, uh, on our own and we'll just record it quickly to the laptop and throw it up on. Yeah. We, I think we have at least two songs that are comprised. They, they start with like some idea that, you know, you can, you know, you you don't have to stick to one way or another. We're pretty Mm -hmm. flexible like that, but the, yeah, being in the same room is always better. Well, then you said that you guys have like some like total differing, uh, like influences and everything like that. Like, what would you say are kind of like some of your guys' different musical influences or inspirations even? I'm kind of all over the map. Uh, you know, the the label that I run is mainly kind of ambient and electronic music. Oh, cool. Um, I've done that kind of stuff before in industrial. We've both been in metal bands of different, you know, between grindcore and, and new metal and mm-hmm. things like that all... Um, and you've, how what would you say? Here was here we burn is mainly, post-punk um, yeah, that, that goth. was definitely yeah. post punk goth as well. Yeah, and I've done kind of like the shoegazy stuff, I, uh, early on in the Bay Area. So we're just kind of all over the place. That's really. awesome. Yeah, and you know we just bring a little bit of all that into what we're doing. I mean, some people are like. You know, my old roommate, he's like, I, I played him the stuff and he goes, this sounds like it's from 30 years ago in a good way. <laughs> yeah, it was he's like, like updated, but you know. But. One of our one of our uh, chat members said that, that it reminded him of kind of like that dark 80s synthy sort of vibe. But I'm like, I, that's I can cool. get that's that. That's okay. I can, I, dig, I can dig, I, dig that. I dig that. I dig that. Yeah. I, especially, I've been on like an 80s movies kick lately. Like anything anything it's been fun to watch all these old movies and just kind of see like what wouldn't fly today oh yeah it's a fun for game sure. um well i'm gonna go ahead and play another song here uh how about the nihilist knot twist that's when i can sure. read okay um you guys want to give the song an intro at all um uh another bass heavy yeah bass yeah this forward is, song for sure for sure uh, well you're hearing it here live on local love be sure to share the stream and uh, shout out to our resubs, the Media Wench and Roland Deli Art. You can go ahead and check her out on Instagram too, always posting some really cool artwork. But this song here, this is Nihilist Knot Twist by Vague Lanes, our special guest tonight. <laughs>
was Nihilist Not Twist by our special guest tonight, Vague Lanes. And uh, I dig that one. That one's really cool. Cool. Glad you like Thank it. You. Um, so, like, as far as, like, what would be, what be, what's, like, on your bucket list of, like, venues to play? Like. Oh, I don't know. Elbow Room. Well, we played. No, I, we played that already. Yeah, twice. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great, it's a great spot. Venue, I mean, I I love playing there. And yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. I don't think. I don't think I think that way. Just kind yeah. of take it as it comes. I guess. Is there is there like any particular band that you guys would be, maybe like like shit? I really want to open for that band or something like that, or hmm. just like, I mean, come on, everybody's kind of got that like like little dream in the back of their head, you know? All right, we could we could open for Interpol. That'd be cool. That would work. You think so? Sure. Okay. Oh, no, I'm not saying I can hook it up. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, why did they hear us? Wait, wait, wait a second. Mike? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would be a big band that we could open up for. Yeah. And it would work. That'd be know? cool. I, I think we'd work for The Cure. Well, yes. But our sound. Nobody would be there to see us, though. So? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> they just want to see The Cure. They just want... <laughs> But you're right. I don't know. Work, I always get a kick. Out. I like I like going and seeing like I like going to shows early. I like watching the opening the bands. Yeah, yeah. Like mm -hmm. I just saw uh, Swingin' Utters uh, a couple months ago in San Francisco, and uh, and like the two opening bands, fuck it, killed it. Like and they were like like the very first band was a little bit more local. The next band was was like you know somebody Toured that gets with, to yeah. go mm -hmm. on, on tour with them. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I do, I do a local music show. So I mean, obviously, I I love the underdogs, but I mean, I'm always I'm always interested to see like who's opening up for who. That's you good. Know? Yeah. Um. And because because I can like think of a few different times where I would go to a show and I'd be like, oh shit, I remember seeing that band when when they like were opening for this band yeah. or anything like that. And now it's like the roles reversed. Or I mean, right. shit. First time I ever saw Green Day was in a fucking bowling alley, and I was in elementary school. You know, like, <laughs> like I mean, look at them now. Yeah, yeah, sure. Announcing America. Yeah, uh, but I mean, so I don't know. I, I always think it's kind of cool to like, you know, like never, never downplay the the opening acts, even though other people like to do. But right. They don't really realize all the hard work that goes into being an opening act. You know. And yeah. At yeah. one point, every band has been an opening band. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I think it's cool how some even really major acts will go out of their way to kind of curate and pick out their opening acts for their tours. Like I know Slipknot has done that. They've mm -hmm. picked out up and coming bands like uh, Horror and I think Ginger were two that they chose recently um, because they love them and they want to give them wider exposure. Yeah, so that's they're, cool. They're, that's very cool. Rather than just letting the promoter handle all of that, and I like when bands kind of take that role too, where they're just like, "Hey, like you know, we want to help give opportunity where like we, we used to want that opportunity." You know, yeah. yeah. It's, it, it also has potential to be a better bill because it's like you know the band is curating the the bill. You know, mm -hmm. you're gonna have they're gonna fit to fit together a little better. You know, man. I would back when I was in bands, uh, like. I would get put up on these lineups every once in a while that was just like such a mod podge. Like whoever was promoting the show clearly had their eye on like, I just want to make some fucking money. Like yeah. I don't care who's playing after who. And yeah. There's just like absolutely no order. Have you ever been in like one of those sort of situations at all? Oh, yes. Yeah, all right. In other bands, we've 
played things like that. You have like you know a metal band and a and a singer songwriter. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's just uh, the yeah. the most extreme one that I was a part of was when I was in uh, this one band that I'm just not going to mention, but it was you know Ted. Um, so the we were like this alternative rock metalish kind of act, and we were the main support before the headliner, and. Um, I'll, I'll just give you a brief run through of the of the acts. We had uh, a 16 year old girl singer songwriter who uh, had to have her dad help her out with her amp and gear because she couldn't haul it herself and she was underage and this was a bar. <laughs> uh, there was an acapella uh, gospel singer. Uh, there was a basically Ingve Malmsteen wannabe. Um, there was us, and then there was a DJ electronic duo at the end <laughs> oh man uh, yeah That's... the guy they just wanted to make the money right yeah, yeah oh like yeah you said and then i don't know like those those are always unique situations because usually it's like the people that came to see their specific person only stays for that specific person's stage time you know it's True. Like, rarely True. do the groups overlap and yeah it's, yeah mm. oh the joys of uh being an up-and-coming artist uh yep so, like, what other kind of projects were you guys in, like, previous? Um, I was in a number of, of bands that were either in the metal genre or kind of more of a doomy sludge um, song or um, sound of them. Um, one was just straight-up goth post-punk. Um, yeah, those are, those are the types of music that previous bands I was in uh, really did wow. nothing more in the electronic vein like you yeah yeah I, I was in the industrial electronic duo gridlock for 10 years I think I know yeah I, we've uh, we did pretty well it was just kind of one of those things it was an another duo <laughs> uh -huh. But uh, you know, after I'm a while, sensing a pattern here. No, no, no. I mean, I've been bands. So I've been bands with you know several people, but it is a lot simpler with just two. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but yeah, uh, did that, and I still do the electronic kind of projects and the post rock project, uh, Drift and Bit Crush, from time to time. I just nice. kind of releasing tracks now because it's like if I come up with a track and finish it, I'll just put it on Bandcamp. Why not? That's what's up. Well, uh. What song should we play next? I've got. How do I? Am I I'm going to butcher this. Sangre. Oh yeah, that's Sang actually a, that's a cover. So that's a cover we're doing of a San Jose band, uh, 187 Calm. Huh. Used to be around in the uh, uh, 90s. 90s, yeah, yeah. They used to play sure. Cactus Club all the time. Oh, yeah, man. I was good friends with them. Well, still am with a couple of the members, and I've been a lifelong fan of their stuff. Like the first band that I was in, uh, we did some shows with. Uh, when he seven calm and I was just blown away by their sound and um you know when we started talking about doing a couple of covers I was like I really like to do this when seven calm yeah. song that's good yeah, yeah local guys well let's check it out this is locals doing a local song sangre by vague lanes originally by 187 calm 187 calm let's go <clears throat> Thank you. 
That was Sangre. Sangre? Sangre. Sangre. By Vaguelines covering 187 Calm. 187 Calm. So many names and numbers and <laughs> <I know. laughs> fucking letters. Yeah. I'm a professional. I'm a seasoned professional here. Fucking letters. How do they work? I know, right? He said something. <laughs> the song was playing. I'm like, that broke my brain. I'm like, I, this guy gets me. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I like, like, something about your guys' music, like, really, really is like reaching out to like young, like, mid 90s junior high chip. And, and, I, and, I, and I dig it. I dig it. I dig it a lot. So, uh, as far as like up, like, so are you guys pretty much always in the song, like making process, or or how did like this album come together in comparison? Well, like, these this is this is basically four song demo for the album, okay. and we're gonna start recording early next month. Yeah. Okay, cool. We have eight songs, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of do a little bit of tracking at the rehearsal studio, like, okay. you know, uh, midweek when nobody's there. Nice. And then we'll take it to my studio and mix it. Nice. And we'll, I guess that's one cool thing about working at a label too, right? Like you've got a, yeah, you've, you've kind of got, you've got a whole recording studio at your, uh, at your yeah, disposal. I, I just can't do the loud stuff cause it's in the house. That's yeah. all. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And the songwriting wise, the first four songs that we have up on Bandcamp, Mike had written those prior to, getting in touch with me subsequently we've been writing collaboratively um and so those are gonna yeah we've changed those four uh, quite a bit so yeah there's there's definitely some different arrangement to them and uh even different lyrics so it's 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 more like subtle tweaking though like, yeah yeah that's cool though you know every once in a while you gotta just change the recipe a little bit as you're oh for sure yeah, yeah. adding a little spices here and there yeah yeah exactly Man, that's cool. So then, as far as your whole recording process, like, uh, is it's mostly done like in the studio, or are you guys like masters of the home studio? Or? Well, we'll we'll I'll bring the laptop to the rehearsal studio. Uh, we'll track as much of his bass as possible. Nice. You know, get the cab, get the room. Um, some of the six string bass, which is basically kind of sounds like a guitar. Anything that I need to do feedback or I need the room. We'll record those there as well, but I think you know I think we can do the rest, you know, with some some amp emulation and stuff at the at the house, and cool. I, I think it'll be all right. I'll 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 probably do the the vocals there, okay, because that's where I've done a couple of them, I think, and it's a lot it's a lot faster. You know, I don't have my son upstairs, you know. <laughs> playing video games yelling out the yeah. window and everything so dad can you stop playing music i'm <laughs> yeah, trying to play yeah. with my friends yeah why are you singing that song <laughs> so much yeah. yeah to get a bit more technical when it comes to recording uh my bass we'll do we'll mic the cabinet and then we'll do a direct signal out from uh my amp head into your sound card yeah and then we're gonna do more ambient uh, we'll have room up we're gonna we're gonna basically do Two mics and a and a couple of direct. Okay, just, to, just so we have. I, so I want to have everything. I know? like that. I like that. And I so can like you take kind it of, away. Yeah, like do you kind of like to balance like all four of those different tracks, sort of, when putting it together? Oh, yeah, we or, could. Yeah, or just like depends. does one usually dominate more than the other? Like, I mean, we haven't we haven't done that yet. So we're, this is why I want to get uh, as many you know tracks as possible. Yeah. Um. For Sangre, that one that you just played, we did a Ampeg emulator, the 
the bass emulator and it sounds great but it's just not his bass sound so mm-hmm. we want you know we want everything to be as accurate as possible for you know for yeah. the album yeah they're sure it's gonna sound snobby but there are <laughs> some characteristics of of my bass tone and and how that comes through the the rest of the signal chain and and out to the amp that doesn't get captured if it's just an all digital recording oh, going into a computer yeah and i really want to capture that because i think that helps sure with our overall sound and mm-hmm. you know the same with your bass too that's pretty rad do you guys uh do you guys ever like record like both bases at the same time or or do you like to kind of just multi-track it when you're doing like your recording i think that we will multi-track yeah because i usually do one clean or like for for songs that have a little bit of distortion i'll do one clean one distorted okay and just it, have as many options as possible and then we can always kind of call them away you know if cool. we don't need them or not right. yeah well this is always a fun question to ask any musician that comes through here but let's just say that one of our sponsors like uh let's say one of our sponsors just gave you guys 10 10 grand each and was like go ahead and spend it on any piece of gear or anything that you want like for your for your studio for your you know for just you like hmm. what what do you think you'd like what do you think is like the first thing you would buy? Wow. First piece of gear. I don't know. <laughs> I would buy uh, I know how to make a musician blush. Yeah, you see that? Yeah. You see that? Check that shit out. I, we're, we're, uh, we're both left-handed, so it makes oh, it a little nice. hard to get instruments. Okay. Yeah, we can't just like yeah. go to the nearest guitar store and, and pick something off the so rack. We might, we might actually you know, do some custom stuff. I, I, pay, I play a, a Eastwood... It's a Peter Hook, um, uh, what do they call that? It's like a signature six string. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's a left-handed one. Cool. I'd probably, you know, get another one of those or even have Eastwood maybe make something a little more to my specifications if I had that. Get a yeah, custom-made yeah, yeah. left-handed bass. I like sure. that. Uh, I would uh, order a U.S.-built uh, Spectre bass. Okay. All right. All right. Because those are on the lefty. very pricey, but yes, they yeah. Um, and probably get a, another cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have like any any sort of uh any sort of like brand that you that you're that you're like? I'm a diehard Ampeg guy. Yeah. Um, I've been playing through those for I don't know centuries, and I will never give them up. Nice. Um, although Orange makes some really good stuff. There there are a couple of other brands, but I don't know. There's just something about that Ampeg sound that just can't be beat. Nice. I've always played PV, and I still have a PV, and it's you know it's their, you know Black Widow fifteen inch. Just oh yeah, it's beat to crap, and dude. It, it, it takes a beating, and like it. I've got a PV Black Widow subwoofer, man. That thing has yeah. seen some shit. <laughs> yeah, you drop and it out of an still airplane. Still standing strong. Works. Yeah, yeah. If, if there is a nuclear apocalypse, <laughs> <laughs> those musician musicians that survive, yeah, uh, and don't die of radiation sickness, <laughs> you'll be able to find a PV, and it will still work for you for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. After. After everything goes to shit, those PV amps will still That's work, right. no problem. That's the only thing yep. left. Man. Cockroaches and PV. <laughs> <laughs> so, what a marketing campaign. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, uh, we've got another band that's kind of along like your similar style. Uh, I guess you've heard of our friend James Perry. You know James oh, yeah. Perry. Uh, and this is a Vampire. Hello, James. Hello, James Perry. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why the British thing happened whenever I heard his name, but I just... 
It's been an ongoing thing now. It's called, so, called I thought, Soul of Action. I've never too. met him. Is he is he English? No, 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 not at all. But it's just it just sounds so much cooler when you. Is say that a James James Is that a Sacramento Perry. accent? Yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Are you from Sacramento? No, they moved there. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh I don't yeah, know. They're, I don't they're know. originally from the Bay, so. but they're from the like. We'll still, if you're from Sacramento, like you can still send us. You music. can, yeah. And you're like, from the, you're local. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, exactly. Anyways, this is Vampira, the ballad of Myla, and uh, this is by Ashes Fallen. We'll be right back. Stay tuned.
Myra, The Ballad of Myla, Ashes Fallen. We're here with Vague Lanes. Uh, and yeah, man, this has been a fun, uh, this has been a fun Thanks time. Thanks for having us. Yeah, dude, definitely. So you said you got a show coming up in October. Possibly, uh, yes. Possibly. possibly. Where, whereabouts are we looking? It would probably be in the elbow room. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if they, able, they've yeah. been getting They've been nice regularly. to us. They've been nice yeah. to us. Yeah, and they've so. been regularly getting a bunch of goth slash post-punk uh, touring acts coming through. That's cool. Dude, I mean, that's a great venue to to be. Uh, <laughs> that's a great venue to be a regular at, really. So For sure. Yeah, <laughs> very fortunate. You could do lots worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Have played lots worse. Yeah. <laughs> what's, uh, what's like your absolute favorite venue that you've done and maybe like the one that you would probably never go back unless they paid you a whole fuck ton of money? <laughs> um, It's not around anymore, but uh, think Slim's was great. Oh, cool. Um, they had a great sound system, great stage. Uh, they treated the band's very well um so that and for uh a club that's still around i'd say the dna okay producer dave just played there recently yeah yeah uh dna is a good spot for sure i i, I think my favorite was trocadero in san francisco but that's but that's part of the problem with venues you ask mm -hmm. about venues the favorite one's gone yeah you know? but I think of the ones that are still there. I, I really, I do like the elbow room. I mean, it's yeah, it's small, you know, it's like just the right size, and you can you can pack it, and it sounds good. Yeah, yeah. and the staff I, is very friendly. Oh yeah, the, the uh, people are awesome there for sure. And they've never given me shit about smoking weed in the green room. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> man. Also, Bill Graham. I mean, that that was pretty nice too. Oh. Really? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, playing there wasn't nice. No, no, no. Oh, I never, didn't play there. Never. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. No. Everybody's like, when I was a kid, I did a battle of the bands at the Grand American Music Hall, which was like kind of cool, but like we totally sucked. <laughs> but still, it was cool to play on that stage. Yeah, for I was sure. like right fucking venue. like seventeen years old. What for am I gonna sure. do? You know? Yeah. But man, yeah. that's awesome. Well, the next song I got up here is A Dying Star. Now, you said this one's a little bit on the slower side? or A little, you said, little slower, on the, yeah. On the sadder side? A little sad, too, little, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. And what's this one about? Uh, this one's this one's about my father, who uh, died in January of dementia. So, yeah, it's a little... This was I wrote this before he passed. Okay. Way before, mm -hmm. but it's, you know, it's just... I tried to make the lyrics as uh, kind of foggy as possible and you know the the badgers even told me that it kind of like relates to some so his, his own father's dealing with his own father so it's sure. uh, i try to make it kind of you got to keep it within those vague lanes right yeah, yeah. yeah. there you go well <laughs> you I, go. I, I think it is a credit to your lyric writing in that a, a lot of the lyrics that he's written are kind of ambiguous and vague enough that you can get multiple interpretations of them it's definitely oh, yeah. not a set this yeah. is about x y and z while and i'm saying it what is. it's about it's gonna mean something else to somebody else right. somebody oh, totally. who doesn't listen to this and you know that's why i wrote it but it's it can have multiple meetings for sure that's cool yeah. well hey pour yourself a cocktail and get some tissues just in case <laughs> this is a dying star <laughs> by our special guest vague lane stay tuned
That was a dying star by our guest tonight, Vague Lanes. Man, I dig that. I dig it a lot. Thanks. Thank you. For the for the drums and stuff like that, like do you use loops? Do you like find kits that you like do you find digital kits and you like to make your own loops? Or how I, do you I, usually uh do your drums? I have samples for uh uh Kawai R one hundred. Okay. And I I throw them through some tubes and reverb and stuff to give them kind of a little more grit. Yeah. Um, and then most of the synth stuff is just a Jupiter eight plugin. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, we got somebody in the chat that said they're really liking your guys and, uh, thank they you. Are thank looking you. Forward to hearing the full album. So any, any, any indication as to when, when we might get, uh, so I mean, you, I, you know, you just, you just slid in the tip. But, I would, you know. yeah, no, I would, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think that, uh, it would be done in done in september and we're still kind of discussing how we're going to go about releasing it if we're i'm gonna maybe just we're just going to kind of start another label kind of attached to my mine and Uh then use the distribution channels or you know hook up with another label but we'll i guess in september we'll cross that bridge but if we do it ourselves it would just be the manufacturing time for the record i see i see so that's eight months is there generally like i mean when making that sort of decision it sounds like you've had to make that sort of decision before with previous projects i'm assuming yeah like uh like usually is that is it the better route to just go fully independent or it's you know it's how how does apples and oranges a little bit i mean you uh can you know you hook up with a label that has you know they might have their own pr in-house or there's good better distribution than you do but i Aside from the PR, because the PR that I do for the label is geared towards a completely different type of music, mm-hmm. so we could do it ourselves, have the distribution that I currently have, mm-hmm. and then have a PR firm kind of work work the album for us. I see. I, that that's loosely how it could go, but you know, I don't know. Still figuring that out. Yeah, yeah. We want to get to the recording first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But as far as having stuff ready for like a digital format release that people could listen to, definitely before the end of the year, we'd have stuff ready. Yeah, yeah, because we'll probably, you know, if if we do put the album into pressing ourselves, we'll probably release, you know, a song or two between there. Yeah. Now, one sure. one thing I noticed on your guys' Bandcamp was that you guys did this release as a cassette. Yeah. What what went into that whole like thought process? Yeah, you know, it's kind of cassette culture is kind of a thing now, and oh, it's I just coming back for sure. I, yeah, I thought well, it'd be kind of kind of cool to have this somewhat kind of retro thing on a retro format. Hell yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. And so the next uh, album is actually going to be uh, four to five. Uh, eight tracks. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Right. Well, bringing it back. Yeah. You still yeah. got a car from yeah. the '70s, and you haven't right. changed that radio. Yeah, we're gonna have to stay sell tuned. The, we'd have to sell the album with the uh, thrift store uh, gift certificates, right? <laughs> <laughs> so people get to get the players, you know. Well, uh, what was it? I I was at uh, the Goodwill. Like I, I live kind of close to a Goodwill, and uh, and I was looking at just like some of the old boom boxes, and I was talking to somebody there about like, hey. Does anybody buy these just to get like a tape player? And like, actually, yes, yeah. like yeah. that's been a thing. <laughs> so I I can imagine like especially because a few bands that have came through here did like special tape releases and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes even like artists will just be like, hey, if you're a real fan, you're gonna get this shit because like this is gonna be an unreleased or a 
special track that maybe like isn't going to be as easily accessible. Oh yeah, here we go. We got one. This is a uh, Joan in the Rivers. Okay, yeah. This is a uh, they had a they had a red and a blue tape. Nice. That they put out. Yeah, Very cool, dude. This is I don't know. I like it. You know, and you can tell your kids check this out, and they're gonna be like, "Where do I plug it in?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where's the USB port? In yeah. <laughs> we were actually talking on the way down here about what physical formats we're gonna release the album out and we may do vinyl and cd or one or the other but it seems like vinyl you know it's been making a comeback over the last several Absolutely. years and it seems yeah. like that comeback is here to stay like the the first two shows that we've done the headliners have had vinyl for sale mm-hmm. in addition to in addition to cds so and you know your label yeah, I, I don't a even. Bunch of vinyl. I don't even press CDs anymore. So. <laughs> oh, you have yeah. a vinyl press? I, no, no. I mean, I uh-huh. get them oh. pressed, but oh, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I I use a place in the Czech Republic. Okay, cool. Damn. Well, let's see. we're coming up towards the end of the show, but before we get there, we've got a couple other songs we've got here now. Uh, what can you tell me about this song? This is the one we start our shows with. Okay. Usually, yeah. Cool. It's just kind of a. This one is not as. Um, this is this is one of the songs that we've changed a, a lot in the in. In the in the time that's passed, so. Okay. Uh, but um, yeah, we usually open our show with this. All right. So picture this: the lights go out. You're at the elbow <laughs> room. Lights come up, and it's vague lanes vague here lanes now.
was here now with by Vague Lanes. We got Mike and Badger from ba Vague Lanes here. Shout out to uh, Jerry Rex, first time user in the chat who can't wait to see you guys perform live. Miss Jerry. Hey, thank you. <laughs> and uh, hey, welcome to the show, Jerry. Uh, if, you, if you're coming in late, you can always check this out as a podcast. If you type in local love on any of your podcatchers, we'll probably pop up. But, yeah, we should pop up first. And if we don't, tell us about it um <laughs> but yeah okay so that was here now now we were while that song was playing we're kind of talking about this the scenario where you guys are going to have like an album release party or something <laughs> like that uh-huh yeah and it's just a matter of putting together putting together that right bill or and stuff like that now as far as because i would say i mean in the south bay specifically in comparison to like san francisco or oakland uh the overall support system for any local musician i would say is is a bit stronger um uh maybe like it's just because there's actual scenes and stuff like that i feel like the south bay is kind of just a little stagnant in that department it's it's top 40 and pop and okay. everybody just wants to get ratchet and nobody really there's there's maybe only like two decent live music venues and indecent is being I was going to ask that. Yeah, well, what there was here. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean like, the, I, I remember back back in the day, I <laughs> the bands that I were in, uh, we would play the Cactus Club regularly, and yeah. that was the spot if you're going to play in the South Bay and you're mm -hmm. in any sort of that place whatever kind of helped put San Jose band. on the map, in my opinion. Yeah, for, yeah. For, and for, you had some major yeah, acts yeah. come through there, too. For, yeah, for music. Music-wise, I mean, a whole, like, that, that place has some history. For yeah. sure. And I know that there are a couple of other venues in the downtownish area that that were pretty good too. But nowadays, I have no idea. I mean, we've got the caravan, like bless the caravan. Uh, but you know, they're they're a little bit more like you know your your dive bar venue. So, like bringing bringing through like larger acts always isn't isn't always on the thing. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, then we've got art boutique. -y. But it's kind of, uh, and they've been on, like, uh, the the guy, Dan Vado, who runs that place, he's been on the show before. But, you know, that's on, like, special occasions, and it's usually pretty planned out. Oh, the shows um, are special? Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not like a it's, it's a, it's a nightly venue or anything like that, but they're doing, like, a few shows, like, a month. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, as far as, like, live music performance places, though, I mean, there's not a whole lot going on. Uh you know, at least out here, I know that at least like, you know, you go out to the city, you go out to Oakland, there's definitely like venues to play. But as far as like getting people out to shows, have you, have you guys kind of, is it like the classic struggle or do you guys find it's a little bit easier to like get the ball rolling out there? Well, I, yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't know really what it's like out here, but mm. yeah, it's, it is, it is a struggle, but mm. you know, it's kind of, uh, it's almost worth it a little bit, you know? But you're right about uh, Oakland, especially has a pretty good um, scene for this type of music, and yeah. you know a very good support system. So it's um, it's it's a good spot for sure. For sure, yeah. Uh, oh, meat cakes in the chat. What's up, Aaron? He says the Ritz is kind of probably like yeah, it's probably actually he's right. That's probably like our biggest venue okay. where like live yeah, bands yeah. will come out and perform. Yeah. Um, 
And that's in the same neighborhood where Cactus was. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much like right across the street. Yeah. Is that yeah. on First Street too? Like yeah. on the corner? It's the one yeah. that's right on the corner there. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Man, that place is there. that place has seen some transformations, but I'm really happy that it's it stayed the Ritz. It sat empty for a long time. Oh, did it? Uh, okay. Yeah. But man, it's a I don't know. They they're doing they're doing good things over there. Nice. But there is a a, a, a an established community of musicians and, and fans. Not, not, not really. In, I mean, South Bay musicians, yes. Fans. Oh, so people aren't. People are maybe not supporting each other like they should. Or I mean, I'd say that the the focus in the South Bay just isn't on entertainment. Hmm. Uh, uh, like as at least for the general public, um, it's it's really gotta. Have some. You got to go out and get turned, and that's it, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We've we've talked to a whole lot of different artists who who have just like the a lot of the consensus is like South Bay is kind of a struggle in comparison to like other places in the Bay Area. So. Yeah, I've looked at um, it, what's the first one that you were talking about? It's the bar where the stage is on the floor. The caravan. Caravan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that, yes, right. Yes. The floor is the it's stage. the stage. No, yeah. Okay, the performance uh, location, I should yeah. say. Yes, but still, hell of a venue. I've had I've had countless of excellent nights there. Like, uh, but you know, it's just it's it's limited as far as capacity and and even sound. You know. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. As far as uh, as when you play at shows, like, do you prefer to like be somewhere like with like a stage and stuff like that, or like? Do you have like an ideal setup when you're performing, like an ideal situation? Not just to kind of be able to hear everything. Okay, I guess. Um, a decent monitor mix is. Yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah, like, it is. That goes a long way. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, it definitely, it definitely does for me. Like after our first show, I was kind of surprised at how much I needed the that vocal mix more than i thought i did and yeah it's that's pretty important we do have a, a pretty decent pa in the studio and i have one at home that i could probably augment it with and we could probably go out and do like some you know gorilla shows or like brooklyn basin or something outside but i don't know i don't know if our type of music is kind of uh, uh conducive to that you know <laughs> Like, make everybody sad on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> you guys having a good day? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna ruin we're it. We're gonna yeah. fix that. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. that that'd okay. be pretty. Goth in the park. Go producer Dave. I would I would do that. I'm already wearing black, so I'm halfway there. You know, I just all have to. Welcome. I have to. <laughs> yeah, all are welcome. Running credit. Um, there you go. Well, damn. So, uh, what's the best place for everybody to find you? Is it your Bandcamp? Would you say? Or yeah, I think they can find us on Bandcamp or just vaguelanes.com. dot com. Mm -hmm. You know, Google. It's uh, with having such a unusual name, or easy to find. That's, that, <laughs> yeah. that's, there's an Instagram page, which yeah, Instagram, Facebook, we're Twitter, we're we're all across. So nice. You can find us pretty easy. Bands that are on Twitter, they're they're a rare breed. That's cool. I like that. I like that. Do you have like a social media platform that you're that you're partial to? Uh, yeah, I don't have know. you, have you noticed kind of like a necessary evil? Yeah, right, 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 exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Have you noticed that any like you get better engagement from like one versus the other, or do you just kind of like Instagram? We take definitely it all, have man. more engagement. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's um. Yeah. Eventually, I'd be curious once we hit a certain level of I don't know notoriety, I suppose, uh, to establish a Discord server and see how that pans out. Oh yeah, I think that would be. That would be oh, fun for you to take care of. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah the OGs, the OGs uh, in in Echoplex history know all about our discords, um, and that's also like probably one of the easiest ways for me to get in touch with Media Wench or producer Dave. Oh, okay. So yeah. also, I think the the best social media format if you want to engage directly and immediately with, oh of course yeah, with yeah. your with your fans facebook and the others just they don't cut it for that mm -hmm. facebook is a nah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well so uh i'm gonna go ahead and play one more song when we come back we're gonna go ahead and close it on out but this is the last song now this is off your covers ep who's this one covering uh this is trisomy 21 from belgium they're like a cold wave cool this is kind of a weird story i i taped this off the radio the original song when i was i think in a senior in high school right on. off kfjc and i was kind of like oh this i think this we do a cover it'll fit it'll work nice well, we're not getting sued, so we're gonna play it. <laughs> this is the last. Oh, no, it's licensed. It's all good. It's all, all right, good. cool. Then we're then we're definitely not getting sued. This is the last song by Vague Lanes. We'll be right back.
song by Vague Lanes. We've got Mike and Badger from Vague Lanes here in the studio tonight. This has been a hell of a night. I really appreciate you guys coming down. Thanks for having us. Shooting yeah, the shit with me. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks a lot. See, 90 minutes goes by real fucking hell fast, yeah, doesn't man. it? Yeah. Well, uh, so let our listeners know how, how they can uh, follow you guys and where to where to best places to go. And yeah, uh, Instagram, we're on Bandcamp. We're actually on all socials. Just look up Vague Lanes or at Vague Lanes and you'll find us. Uh, if you go to our Bandcamp site, you can stream or purchase oh. our songs. We also have t-shirts. I was just oh, going to mention that. Yes. We, yes. As of last week, we have uh, Vague Lanes t-shirts, which you can also get on our Bandcamp site. Oh, that reminds me. Oh, I almost it almost got away from me. The artwork, the artwork for uh, for your guys's like cassette covers and everything like that. Uh, who did your guys's artwork? Nice, man. Nice. You're just a one stop shop, aren't you? <laughs> Jeez. I guess I guess. <laughs> I do graphic design too, but we Mike, do. We both Mike, do it. Mike but doesn't I didn't let me do yeah. anything. I yeah. feel like a lot of a lot of musicians take on graphic design almost as a necessity. Oh yeah! If you have the talent to do it, it's always cost effective to have somebody within the band do it. Definitely, because that that shit can get expensive for sure. Plus, if you have if you have artistic, you know, talent in 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 a mind for it, and you're in the band, you kind of already know what you want to establish and what you want to put forth artistic or visually i should say for sure you've already got the vision in your head yeah yeah and then trying to have somebody else do it it's just no is this what you mean (laughs) sometimes trying to translate that to another artist it can yeah not just not work out the way you want it to yeah like suddenly it's like like puppies and rainbows like no no it's (laughs) not what i wanted Uh, i think the 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 one for me it was I did some designs for somebody and they're like, you know, the green is good, but can you make the green look more friendly? <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. I like that. I don't know what that means, but I've, I've, I never yeah. thought of a friendly green, a before. friendly green. I, I think I made it more yellow. That's going to like Crayola is listening. That's going to be their next color. A crayon. Just like, friendly, 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 green. friendly green. Yeah. Friendly green. Um, well, Hey, this has been a hell of a time. For you guys who are tuned in, stay tuned because we got more for Red Light. But for those of you listening to the podcast, thank you so much. Be sure to share the stream. Just take that little button, send it to somebody. The last person that you were texting with, just send this podcast to them and then just be like, oops. Do it. And then just see what happens. Do it. Just plant that seed and watch that shit grow. It's like weed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, everything that we do is wouldn't wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for the artists. Uh, and all of the artists that have turned in their music can also be found on our 24-hour uh, radio station, which is echoplexmedia.com slash radio. You can go through our library. You can request songs. You can find these bands and learn more about them yourself. And it's just, it's pretty cool what we got going on here. So make sure you tune in next week and... Uh, Thanks again for coming out, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You guys want to stick around for Red Light? You're more than welcome to. It's going to be shenanigans. It's just not going to be on the podcast. So if you're not listening live, you're missing out. But uh, hey, it wouldn't be a local love episode if I didn't play some food metal. So shout out to our buddy James Perry. This is Fries. Stay tuned. We'll see you next Tuesday.
at some point we are going to have to do a whole show about how good this show sounds. All right. Well, if you're tuned in, then the night twitch is the right twitch. Our guests are just leaving the studio, but me and producer Dave are still here. I'm going to go ahead and play another song. And when we come back, shenanigans, shenanigans, shenanigans. Make sure uh, subscribe. Give us money. Let's just do it. Anyways, this is a uh, this is Blue Shoes by the Rebels Camp, and uh, be back soon. You can put yourself in my shoes. You ain't never gonna sing the blues the way that I do. Put yourself in my shoes But you ain't never gonna sing the blues the way
Can't get enough Echoplex and want to keep the conversation going with the hosts and community when we're not live? Then join our Discord server at discord.me slash Echoplex. We have text channels, voice channels, meme repositories, and a whole section of screenshots that we don't even remember where they came from. Come join the Now Space on Discord at discord.me slash Echoplex.